What's going on, guys? Chris Schubert, Alex Kolozhe, and we've added a third member of the team. Alex Molkoff showed up to the office a little early, came in, wanted to hang out. He is here as well. Breaking down the game that just concluded, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. They do it. They win the Game 7. LeBron stays perfect in the first round of the postseason in his career. He does not lose a series. He is moving on to the next round. He did LeBron James things once again. What did he end up with, 42? 45. 45. 9, 7, and 4. Just a, just a regular night for LeBron James in the postseason. I, I watched this game, and I just I love watching LeBron when the stakes are at the highest point because game goes really, to another level. He's 6'8", 250. You can't guard him already, but in a decisive game seven, it, it just seemed like he was playing seven feet tall. It seemed like he was just a unicorn in action. Just He just plays with that much more oomph when it matters, and I think we said a number of times when he was driving in the post or when he was ISO'd or when he was in a post-up, you just can't guard him. Like, Miles Turner... Sabonis, Foul out of this game, double early. double team him. You you can't guard him. No, you like can't. you. It's a shame that they just don't run isos with him all game long. I, yeah, they need him to, to to not. He's gonna run out of energy. Exactly. That the the only thing stopping the the Cavs from winning the title every single year is that LeBron can't play forty eight minutes a game for four straight playoff rounds. Although if he could, if you're gonna go seven seven yeah. games the entire series, right? Kim, was that the most predictable thing that's ever happened? Yeah, and, and you I gotta think, stop overthinking LeBron. So here's the, here's the part where I, I thought it became very unpredictable. The, the the moment that the game shifted in the Cavs' favor, and let's talk about the the elephant in the room. They blew another lead tonight. They did. They had a double digit lead at various stretches. I believe the highest it was was about 14 or 16 points, and they blew it again. But in the third quarter, starting to go into the fourth quarter, when LeBron James went out with the cramps. And they had to run a group of George Hill kind of running things, who, by the way, didn't play until, like, the third quarter of this game. Without LeBron James on the court, they went on a run to take an eight-point lead. Indiana couldn't, cannot let that happen. Two things. Nick McMillan deserves a lot of this blame because while LeBron was on the bench, he also sat Victor Oladipo. And to me, that was just an Can't absolute, do that. that's a travesty to be doing that. You, you, you send out your starting five yeah. whenever LeBron is not on play 43 minutes, the guy's going to miss five minutes, you have to capitalize there. Um, second of all, this just seemed like the perfect compensation all series long after we're trying to find somebody to step up here or there. Kevin Love had a very, very bad series offensively. Kyle Korver came in spurts, but there was never that true number two guy this entire series. But for whatever reason, those five minutes without LeBron and the Cavs actually going plus without him on the floor, I think is just like the perfect competition. Right. You know what? Everything whitewashes. I think it was a, a perfect microcosm for the Indiana Pacers this series because every time it looked like they had an opportunity to put the Cavs away or to put themselves at an advantage, they blew it. Mm -hmm. They lost game four, a game that they led for most of it, uh, to keep the series tied 2-2 instead of taking a 3-1 lead. They lost game five because someone decided, yeah, let's let LeBron James catch the, in the inbound pass in a tie game with three seconds left. I don't, I just don't understand how you do that. 
And then again, like you said, they had a chance with LeBron, who said he was going to play the whole game. Literally told his family at courtside during the game, I'm playing the whole game. And then wasn't able to, like you said, he cramped up yep. or, or had a minor injury and, and had to sit for a few minutes. And that was the chance for the Pacers to say, this is it. This is, this is our tiny, tiny, tiny margin for error here. This is where we can really kind of take control and really put the screws to LeBron and, and to the Cavs. And they blew it. And they let them outscore... They, they let themselves be outscored yeah, with LeBron no, sitting. You no, can't do that. Right. It's not on the court at that time. It's just mind-blowing. Instead, what happens? Kevin Love knocks down a couple of big shots. George Hill's getting the foul line. Calls and, and, yeah, they couldn't hit a shot for whatever also, reason. Also, Tristan Thompson provided so much energy early in this game, just getting offensive rebounds, really just being a pest down low. I wonder where that's been the entire season. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but he had it tonight, which is really important. And then I think really the other thing here that we need to factor in is LeBron's legacy is always being questioned. At everything he does in today's world, every game, every play, it just feels like LeBron's legacy is constantly moving. He wins a postseason series with, I don't mean disrespect to the Cavs roster, but an island of misfit toys. This is, I would say, probably the worst team he's had since he dragged Larry Hughes's corpse to the NBA Finals. Like, Okay, so he has this roster and he took them to the second round. He just made a massive positive impact on his legacy by winning this first round and taking this team into the second round. Because just by doing this, people are like, wow, what a great effort by LeBron. Now look, if he gets swept by Toronto, we're going to yeah. go back to questioning yeah, his legacy say, again. I don't know if he necessarily made a huge positive impact on his legacy so much as he certainly delayed a negative one, which always seems to be the case. Had his cause, at least for a little bit. Right, and, and I think at the end... If they do get knocked out by Toronto in, let's say, six games in the that's next my, round. That's my prediction. If they, if they do do that, people are going to say, yeah, but LeBron didn't have any help because look what he had to do in the first round. So he's going to get some – normally he gets a lot of the blame. Yeah. He might get the benefit of the doubt this time around, and I thought that was kind of a key thing to look at tonight. I think this is definitely the the most the most credit people have given him yes. as far as his, his surrounding cast. He's never had a great – surrounding cast, or at least not in the non-Miami years. He's never had a great surrounding cast. Mm -hmm. And yet, I think people are always like, well, but he had this guy. Well, he had that guy. Well, if he's the greatest player of all time, he shouldn't need a surrounding cast. Well, here you go. This year, people at least realize, yeah, his teammates are, are... the gap between 1 and 2 through 15 is massive on this team. And I think after watching, if, if people actually watch the series, on paper you go, oh, well, he's got Kevin Love, he's got some shooters in Kyle Korver, they got a lot of defensive help at the it's just not, it doesn't look like it's totally in sync yet. Now, it can, now I will say the it, one. It could. It can get hot, and then you got to look out. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I think we look. Are we going to break another chair? Almost. We almost broke another chair. That would have been four chairs in three days. <laughs> I asked Adonis as I posed this question. I said, is this a good thing or a bad thing that the help hasn't showed up yet? And, and the Cavs are I think it's and a good I, thing. I think it's a good thing, too. I don't think you could get any worse than you right. in the first round. Right? It, would be, it would be really tough. And again, I don't want to, I don't like to harp on negatives too, too much, but it would be tough for Kevin Love have a worse round two than he did round two. I, I don't think I think it's impossible. And we've seen, we just watched, if LeBron gets any help, they're gonna win. At all. They're gonna win. Even a little tiny bit. Yep. Even for the five minutes a game he's not playing. They'll be okay. They they will win. And now I think to kind of wrap this up here, we're gonna get the matchup that everybody wants to see. Because this Toronto's the number one seed in the East. The one thing that has always plagued them when they've been good has been LeBron James. And now the roles are reversed. 
It's everybody's Everybody looking at Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Everyone's looking at this Toronto team of you're the favorite, you're the team that should beat LeBron. Now LeBron is the underdog. There's a lot of pressure on Toronto to finally get over the hump in the Eastern Conference that has been LeBron James, and they get to be the favorite. They get to have the home games. There is no excuse this time for them to lose this series. That I will agree. There's no excuse for when they lose this series. Yeah, and everybody is going to look at this and say, but LeBron James. Because that's what happened in Game 7 tonight. Everybody went, but LeBron James. And that was the difference, and I think it's going to be the difference again in the second round. So we're going to get the matchup we want to see in the East. Sure. Boston Philly's going to be a lot of fun, but everyone's going to be paying attention to LeBron James and the Toronto Raptors because they've been dueling for years. And this is the year that people think, wow, the Raptors might be able to get the catch. This might be the Raptors' last shot. I'm going to put my hand up here. Yes. I refuse to get Lucy in the football here. The Raptors are not winning this series. They're not. I'm not not letting myself say, well, this is finally the year. This is the year the Raptors don't let everyone down. This is the year they get past. It's not. I just can't see it. I mean, this, this Cavs team just... They probably shouldn't be here in the second round. But yeah, here they are, and I don't think LeBron James is going to, to let that go to waste. So I, I think we're going to see another just compelling series. I between. disagree. This, this, this series is going I disagree. a lot of games. Raptors and six. Raptors and six. Cavs and six. Cavs and six. Cavs and six. It's six. I like the, they don't have home court advantage, and they're playing a better team. I like the, six. Cavs and yeah. six. I'm going to say Raptors I'm and with six. you, Cavs and six. I think we the Cavs can Jersey's going to be in his hat, dude. So here we go. We're going to get it. We're going to get Cavs-Raptors. It is going to potentially be the last gasp for Toronto to, to prove to the rest of the NBA world that they should be taken seriously. If they ruin this, it's over. So they're going to get their chance. They're going to have their opportunity. But again, they're facing LeBron James.